Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Then how come it says second-player score? You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. And we're rolling. All right, so here we are with another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score, the band. I am Brian, and we have Kyle and Dan. Yep. And and uh, if you've been listening every week, you know that uh, we talk about our three favorite subjects. We talk about a pop punk band. We talk about something from pop culture, and we talk about and drink beer. So, getting right down to it, uh, we have a band this week from Philadelphia, and they are called uh, Cheer Up Dusty. <laughs> I love that name, another, another cool name, and a bunch of fun song titles as well. Um, I, I want to say, first off, that uh, when I was looking into these guys and I saw like some of their bio it's, and some of the things that have been written about them, it uh, said that uh, Cheer Up Dusty was started as a coping mechanism with no intention of releasing material. And um, I think it's kind of that's kind of appropriate, like to their sound. Like when I was when I was listening to them, um, the, their sound it sounds like catharsis. Like it's not, you know, it's, it's it's a coping mechanism, but it doesn't sound sad or angry or particularly happy. It, it sort it sort of sounds like you know, it, it sounds like a coping. It sounds like catharsis. It sounds like kind of getting it out of your system, kind of thing. But which um, which I really like. I mean, I, I like their sound. And um, you know, good good song titles like uh, "Shirtless and Afraid." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> right. Randy Randy Savage would be disappointed. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then then you had stuff like uh you know like every other weekend, Dad and I got fired, you know, which is pretty uh uh you know pretty telling. Um, and oh, I think yeah. it it had to do with something uh, like he had a he had a bad year in 2018. Like, did you guys watch the music video? Yeah, though we get it, you're sad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kills it with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think my favorite video was a uh, "Damn It, Janice, Love Me." Oh, was there a video for that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. There's, there's a whole cutscene in the middle where they, they um they're playing out like um like his Janice is texting somebody and he's like, "What's this shady shit you're always doing?" And they get into a fight and then some dude picks her up and he pulls off and I'm like. Oh, what a bitch move. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see. I, I saw the one for uh, We Get Your Sad. And I saw the one for uh, I Believe in You. But, um, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go check that out. But, uh, yeah, no, fun, good good band. Um, I, I know you've played them on your show a lot, Kyle. Like, yeah. we, you know, uh, mm-hmm. So I, I was familiar with them from theirs. So. Yeah, uh, I really dig them. Uh, uh, I, I, I like the way that, I mean, it's it, – it's pop punk it's it's uh for me like i catch kind of a kind of what we do on a cup a, a few of our songs where where we kind of have this this uh i guess offset sound where the sound of the music you you you're like oh this is kind of you know kind of upbeat yeah i'm kind of digging it it's kind of groovy and then you listen to the lyrics and you're like oh somebody's hurting somebody's hurting right now you know <laughs> it's like but i i love the way like like they they did this like first of all you can tell uh in the music that like this is honest shit 
coming out. This isn't like someone writing about something that they know is just maybe a, a, a subject that that is a, a good subject for a song. It's popular or whatever. Like, we're hearing somebody that's singing lyrics about something that they, they really lived this. And uh, it's really honest and... Um, and so that's why I like about it, but I love that it's in this, in the package that it's in, which mm-hmm. is, uh, this kind of, uh, kind of an upbeat. It's not, it's not, you know, bubble gum or butterflies or anything. It's just, you know, kind of, kind of some upbeat, you know, blink 182 kind of thing. And, uh, so, you know, you're not all upset. You're just kind of like, oh man, I hope this guy's okay. I love his music. It's good. You know? Yeah, I'm not, exactly. I, I'm not bummed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no. I mean, it does. I, his music makes me feel good. But as I'm listening to the lyrics, you know, I'm like, oh man, you know, it's like this dude really went through some shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like it. I like, I like when you get that, and you can you can tell the honesty uh, coming through. You know, I really like that. Yeah, for sure. It's it sounds real, like it, the the emotions and everything. It, it's very authentic. Yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, this this wasn't just written with the purpose of like connecting to people. This was like, no, no, no. I'm getting this out of my fucking system. If you like it and identify, fucking great. But this is for me, bitch. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to wear your heart on your sleeve like that. It's it takes a lot of balls to pull that off and do it well. And just, and, and just not care about what anyone else thinks. Like, this is my coping mechanism. Like, this is my therapy. So if you don't like it, screw you kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I could do that with my own solo project. <laughs> like, nah, nah, I'd, I'd just rather be in the back, you know? <laughs> Speaking of, uh, 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 I, with uh, Randy Savage would be disappointed. Uh, I saw a picture go through the feed uh, this, this week. Um, an old picture of uh, Johnny Larson from uh, Kids on Fire. Mm. It's an old picture of him as like a teenager with uh, Randy Savage, dude. Oh, <laughs> wait, 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 was yeah. that the Slim Jim picture? Yeah, he's literally the- there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a fucking big old tub of Slim Jims right next to him. Nice. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Man, That's that awesome. amazing. Can't even remember the last time I had one. Jim. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, I love that guy, man. <laughs> Probably Randy's- ride those royalties forever. Dude, Randy yeah. Savage was one of my best memories of back in the WW. Well, it was WWF when I used to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I, I loved Randy Savage. Man, he was fucking guy cracked me up. So, but yeah, great band, man. <laughs> I, I like these guys a lot, and um, uh, I don't know. I think we're kind of like on each other's radar, so I, I keep an eye out for what they're doing, and they seem to kind of keep an eye out with what we're doing so where did you first find them um man i think i think we got put on a playlist together okay and i think that's where i ended up discovering them and i really the and and um yeah i always play the we get it you're sad on the show i think that was what was on the the playlist was that song and uh yeah i just really like liked it right from the beginning so i i had to have it on the show who knows these guys are pretty goddamn entertaining i think who knows they may be right for a, a guest spot sometime <laughs> well hell yeah <laughs> that'd be fun yeah i like their videos i think 
I mean, these guys are obviously got a good sense of humor. So I like it. (laughs) Definitely cool. So they have, uh, they have the EP from 2019, which was last year gave me the business. Um, a couple of singles from 2020, which was I Believe in You and the Randy Savage would be disappointed. And I guess their latest single is uh, Shirtless and Afraid, and for which I believe they're having a new video. Um, I think their yes. Spotify says that they have a new video coming out uh, on February 12th. 12th. Oh, okay. that's yeah. wow. That's coming up fast. So, yeah. sa- Saturday. Saturday? No, Friday. Friday. I don't have to Friday? jot Saturday? that down. Friday. Yep, Friday. Friday. <laughs> right on. We can add. We can I will add. definitely. Uh, I will definitely uh, have to check that out. Uh, I like these guys, so definitely. In fact, I'm. I'm actually kind of surprised it took me this long to um, even suggest them for uh, for this show. Um, which guess what? Okay, this is what happens. I mean, just there's so much stuff flying around that uh, sometimes stuff gets lost. But remember, how long ago was it we had uh, All Systems Go on this show? Right? I mm-hmm. just played them for the first time on Getting Squatchy this past week. Like, oh, what? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what, I like, Monday I was like, kind of, ah, I need some stuff for the show or whatever, and and I should start putting the show together, and I'm looking for All Systems Go, because I'm like, man, I haven't played those guys for a while, right? No, I never played them at all. I'm like, what? <laughs> How have I never played these guys? I literally uh, have them on our show, and I haven't played them on getting spots. I'm like, holy shit, man! Like, uh, my mind is just not all that, uh, I guess, reliable anymore. <laughs> blame, blame COVID. I blame COVID. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so. So yeah, I, I was I'm actually kind of surprised it took me this long to suggest uh, these guys for this show, but I don't know there's just it is hard because I mean there are so many good bands like the list is long, and uh, it's easy oh, yeah. for stuff to just get pushed down in the stack, uh, not intentionally just happens, but um, yeah I like these guys I I think these are this is one of the bands where it wasn't a, an instant love. But the more I listen to them, the more I like them. Um, I mean, I've always, I, I never haven't liked them. I just, I liked them. And now I like them so much more. The more I listen to it and get into it and everything. I think it's because it's like, you know, I don't know. It's the honest feelings, I think, that, that you get as you start, you know, the first listens and stuff. You just kind of, you hear the music. It's just all like this huge thing. But as you listen to it more and more and you get deeper and deeper into it you start like hearing the lyrics and you start really realizing what what this song is all about and it really it it just you connect so much more to it and now mm-hmm. it's like man i really like these guys but now i really like them like they this is this is one of uh they're they're inching their way up into my you know my upper level favorites i really do like them cool uh, yeah i like their style I yeah, dig like them a lot as well. Yep. So that's uh, that's Cheer Up Dusty, right? Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. That was a, a great pick. Yeah, Cheer Up Dusty is a great pick. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yep. So from Philadelphia, check those guys out. Cheer Up Dusty. All right. Um, so moving on into the uh, pop culture portion of the show. Uh, this week, we're, we're going to talk about 
And this is something that I found actually on a comment on um, on Kyle's Facebook feed, just kind of randomly just ran across it where I think it was a post talking about, I think like rock stars who do other things that make them seem like not like rock stars or something to that effect. Uh, you know, like how uh, Ozzy does, you know, his, uh, his show, the reality show and stuff like that. And so I think, mm-hmm. I think you mentioned or somebody mentioned um, this movie called Blood Into Wine, which is actually like 10, over 10 years old. But um, it's about uh, Maynard from Tool and how he got into producing wine. And I thought when I read about that, I said, oh, that's cool. I'm going to go I'm going to go check that out, you know, because it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like what we're what we do in a way like, you know, we have we have our music and beer and he has his music. And I guess he got really into wine. And it was a it was a really interesting documentary that. Um, and so you know, after I watched it, I figured, well, you know, OK, so I saw that and I liked it and Kyle saw it. And so we'll, we'll get. Uh, we get Dan on board and we'll talk about it here on the show. Cause I thought it was a, uh, it was a really cool look into, you know, kind of a, a, you know, a behind the scenes kind of thing of a guy who, you know, on, on the surface seems, you know, pretty enigmatic uh, with, you know, with his, with his music persona with tool. Um, but then like with this, it, it was a lot more humanizing, I suppose, you know, like it just kind of shows him as kind of like this regular entrepreneur guy trying to make it, you know, trying to make his, uh, his winery successful. And the, um, there's a lot that goes into it. And it's, it was a pretty, it was a really interesting ride. So um, when, when did you, when did you first, first see this or how did you hear about it? Um, it was, uh, it was on Netflix. Uh, this was, uh, it had to have been probably back 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, if I remember correctly, it was shortly after uh, I had done the first um, Mash Fest. Hmm. Remember uh, at at Lewitt? Yeah, yeah. In the in the back house of Bru- uh, Lewitt, and yeah. uh, it was shortly after that, and uh, it was it was on Netflix, and we had seen it a couple of times. Like you know, you'd see the thumbnail. And I didn't realize what it was at the time. And then one night, for whatever reason, I think we were looking at the uh, description of it. And I suddenly realized, wait, well, hold on. This is Maynard from Tool? What? I got to fucking watch this shit, man, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, it was, uh, it was really... Uh, I would say it was really influential for me and uh brewing really uh yeah because you know that was right at the beginning i i had uh i hadn't really been doing all grain brewing for all that long at that point you know i was still fairly new to it um but watching what they were doing in this movie it really made me want to like make beer that wasn't just like specific to a style you know Mm. uh i didn't i did i didn't want people to just you know to go down the list of like the i can't even remember the book ibbf something or whatever with all the different beer styles and it gives you the descriptions of how they should all taste and all this shit i'm like i don't want to just do that i mean i want to do what these guys are doing which is trying to kind of push the envelope and make Mm. something better you know and um and yeah, so I it was re- it was really influential for me because 
it really made me look at what I was doing in brewing and trying to do something different uh, mm-hmm. and better. And not just not just go out there and make beer styles that you know already existed or make other people's beer recipes or whatever. It was like go out and fucking make your own mark, you know. And yeah. so and 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 you can probably attribute uh, blood into wine into uh, eventually culminating into uh, the the desire to make the beer line for nobody's hero. Wow! Oh, cool. So, uh, cool. So cool. Yeah, it it had a definite impact on me, and I just fucking enjoyed watching Maynard, dude. He is a fucking trippy dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like, just like funny just to watch, man. Just oh yeah, hilarious. like almost ninety percent of that movie wasn't scripted. Only the historian talking about like where these grapes came from and how they traveled all over the world. I mean, everything else was ad libbed, which which kind of makes sense because Maynard did do stand up comedy for a little while, which explains his uh, twisted sense of humor. I mean, like, like, like the whole interview on the toilet thing was his idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he's very dry. Like his his humor is really dry. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and God, and then the whole Tim and Eric part, like the creators of South Park doing that interview with him. Like, yeah, no, Maynard had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, this would be great. Sit down, talk about it. And they're like, so um, if if. The blood of Jesus is wine. Who are you to bottle it? And I was like, oh my God. Like, this is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, good, good stuff. And one thing after, after watching that, I, I really wanted, I really wanted to drink some wine after watching it. Cause it just, it, they make it look so good, you know? And um, yeah. like, I want to see how it works. Like, I mean, my experience with wine isn't that great. I mean, I had it out of a box once, which I'm kind of ashamed to say. But I mean, like when he was talking about how, like, oh, we had this um, this certain wine and paired with the food, and just the light bulb went off, and I'm like, okay, maybe that's how I should approach it too, because I there's so much out there, I don't know where to start. But I mean, if you want a pizza beer, that's that's a lot easier to find. Kind right, of thing, yeah. so. right. I uh, yeah, I think after we watched that, I already knew I just didn't like wine. I, I had tried and I just did, but I think Bobby tried getting into wine for a little bit after that. But um, I think for her too, it was just like, eh, I mean, it's okay, but it's just not, I don't know. She's just not a big drinker in general. And, and if she is going to drink, she'd rather have like some tequila, you know, or, Ooh. or, or like a fuzzy navel or something, you know, mm. but, uh, but yeah, she's just not, not. Was not big into wine. She gave it a shot. We tried a bunch of different kinds of wines and stuff. It just, just wasn't her thing. Um, yeah, I tried. Uh, I think just before she and I had kind of gotten together, I tried getting into wine because uh, um, one of my roommates was really into it. I just couldn't. I, I tried, but I could not. I, I wanted like to wine. be. I wanted to I- be sophisticated. <laughs> I, I like wine. I used to drink more of it before, but then like I tried to kind of uh, like narrow down my drinking because I, you know, I used to do like beer or you know, like wine some days, and then you know, hard you know, like whiskey or vodka in between there. And after a while, I just kind of like, you know, I gotta get this shit under control. I'm, I'm just gonna stick to beer and you know, cut everything else out. So um, I I drink a lot less of it than I do. I I. Uh, I had a bottle on Thanksgiving and a bottle on Christmas this past, <laughs> this past uh, uh, holiday season. But uh, yeah, I, I, 
don't drink as much of it as I used to. So I, I, I really don't like one of these days, I kind of want to get into the thing where like, I, I don't know how people can tell the difference between like, I just buy like, you know, like the eight, $9 bottles. And to me, those are fine. Um, I've never tried like, you know, like one of those really super expensive ones. And I don't know if, you know, I, I'm not sure how you would exactly tell the difference, but I guess I can't say that because I actually haven't tried those super expensive ones. Yet. I mean, I don't know, maybe if I tried it, it would just blow my mind. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, depending on where you go, I mean, sometimes you can get like tastings of like a high end wine. Um, I mean, this was years, years ago, but back when I was in high school, I worked at a, uh, a restaurant where they, they had this really super high end wine that was going around. Like it was the big deal, uh, at the time. And, uh, you could get just like tasters of it. I mean, mm. you had to pay for it, but I mean, that way you could like, you didn't have to spend a shit ton of money to figure out if this wine was really that fucking exceptional. Right. Um, so you'd get like this little taster. And if you were like, holy shit, yeah, that's, that's fucking amazing. Then, you know, you'd go and order a glass or, or if you were really like, had the money to blow, you'd buy a whole bottle or whatever. But, um, yeah, that, that reminds me. Actually, now that you mentioned that, I actually did do that a uh, number of years ago. I went to I went to Napa Valley, and I, oh, and, nice. I and I did do the whole tasting. Thing. I you I just completely forgot about it, probably because I just drank too much on that trip or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, aren't you supposed to spit it out? Like when, when, at an actual tasting, like you're not supposed to drink it. You like spit it out so you're not hammered at the end of the day, kind of thing. I think that's for like the professionals. <laughs> I, I think. Uh, oh, so I've, I've never been to one. I, I don't know. We should hit up a the, vineyard. The amateurs, I think the amateurs. There, there's some like right around here, uh, actually. Yeah, we should really do this. So, I think after yeah. uh, after you know the whole COVID thing dies dies out and we can actually like do shit again, um, they actually have like uh, bus tours that you can go and they'll drive you around to different uh, vineyards and shit mm. in, in the Oregon area and stuff, and I think Washington too. But yeah, so you, I think you can go and actually make a day of it and then not have to be fucking driving around um, all day long. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, to have your drop off point and, and, you know, Uber your way home. All right. So another one, another one for the, for the to do list, the post COVID to do list, which is growing longer and longer by the day. Come on, COVID, go away. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's Blood Into Wine, which I guess used to be on Netflix, but is now on uh, Amazon Prime, which is where I, I saw it. So uh, check that out if you like if, if you like Tool or you like wine or you just like interesting documentaries. Go check that out, Blood Into Wine. So okay, uh, moving on to the uh, the beer portion of the show. I have the beer this week, and it's uh, from Rogue, and it's called Yellow Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, they uh, look. I am not a huge fan of the beer, uh, although I have mad respect for those guys. Um, but dude, some of their titles are just the best. Like, <laughs> yeah. I literally want to buy some of their beer just just to have that can. You know? Sure, sure, yeah. So then, yeah, this is a yellow snow. It's a pilsner brewed with Alaskan spruce tips. Oh, oh sweet. Yeah. So like after I had your spruce tip beer. And like, you know, me and Dan split that case. We had like 15 each or something. 
And I think we we both drank it in like maybe a day or two. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it went out so fast. I was like, oh, this is so good. Um, and you know, I really like that spruce tip flavor. So I, when I saw this at Fred Meyer, I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this. And uh, you know, uh, hopefully it'll satisfy my continued craving for the spruce tip flavored beer that we had from from Kyle, the home brewed version. Um, and so yeah, so like I I think this is this was really good. It uh, satisfied my Jones and um and had that good spruce tip taste to it it's i'm not i'm not ordinarily a big fan of pilsner beer in general but um the, the spruce tip gave it a good flavor it, it kind of made it like i don't know it, it almost made it more hoppy so kind of pushed it into like more of an ale flavor but it's still you can i mean it was still a pilsner but um but yeah i i, I enjoyed the uh the, the spruce tip um vibe that it had and it's a uh, 5.5 percent so you know it's pretty moderate um it says uh what does it say this winter inspired pills is a classic drinkable pilsner uh brewed with spruce tips from mighty alaska and um yeah so this was a this is a good one right on yeah you know i i i do i have such a love-hate relationship with with rogue because um i've been to the brewery and stuff and i i i'm telling you like just huge respect for for uh, Rogue Brewery. They are, they are doing it uh, about as right as you can do it. I mean, seriously. And for me, I know I am I am in the huge minority of people that are not like blown away by their beer because I think that they made a huge impact. I don't know what it is. I the only thing that I've been able to figure out is I think. That whatever it is, there's a taste that I get from the yeast that they use because they have a uh, like a particular yeast that they use. Um, but uh, and so it's the only thing that I I think is because uh, there are there's a flavor in most of the beers that I just can't get over. But I will say uh, Dan got that bat squatch. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Like one of the one of the early episodes, and I actually like that. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm turning, you know, cause there was a lot of beer I wouldn't drink seven years ago per se, but that I would drink now gladly. So who knows? Maybe I need to, maybe I need to revisit rogue because I love them. Like everything that they do, their business operation, how they do it, their philosophy, their ethics, everything about it. Uh, and I love the, the, like they, they're, they're total nerds with the way that they make their beer which I totally get, you know, like the things that they put together to decide what this beer is going to be or uh, the names that they use, like their influences and everything. It's all just, I don't know. I love it. And I wish I loved their beer more, but I feel like I need to start uh, kind of maybe diving back into some of these like newer ones. Cause I did like that Batsquatch you brought. So who knows? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm coming around. I think you might like this yellow snow. I, yeah, yeah, looking at yeah. won awards like uh, in twenty nineteen best of the Northwest and a twenty eighteen silver World Beer Championships. Wow, like, wow, Dude, they they are loved, and uh, I mean, I know they ship beer all over the world. I mean, not just here in the states, and they were one of the first uh, microbreweries I ever ever knew of. I mean, I remember when um, when I moved up to Tahoe and and um, there were like 
all the taps, all the beer taps, and like two of them were uh, not domestic beer. You you had like your two uh, uh, microbrew taps. It wasn't even craft. There wasn't even craft beer at the time. There was microbrewery beer. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. uh, Rogue was one of the first ones that we had. Uh, that that and I, I think Red Hook. It was. Oh. Uh, it was uh, whatever Red Hook was doing at the time and Rogue. Those were mm-hmm. your two choices. <laughs> cool. Uh, every everything else, it was either like you know Miller or Coors or whatever. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I loved I loved the tour of Rogue. They have such like it's such an interesting it's such an interesting tour going and um, you know getting the philosophy behind what they do and how they do everything. And they're so, they're probably like one of the most punk rock breweries because they're like, so DIY, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to have somebody else do it. We'll just do it ourselves. Like they want to make pumpkin beer every year. They grow all their own fucking pumpkins. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They grow all their pumpkins for that shit. Huh? You know? Yeah. Fuck getting it from somewhere else. Make our own. Whatever. Yeah. You know. Um, they even have a, a beer that they did uh, where they took uh, swabs from the beards of all the guys that work there and they uh, cultured the yeast out of that and made a beer out of it. Yeah, I think we talked about that before. Yeah. It's so weird. So weird, yeah. right? Uh, but I, I know. I mean, it's, I, <laughs> dude, that's some cool shit. So, so real real quick, uh, where do you, how do you get the spruce tip flavor into a beer? So, um, when, so, you know, in, uh, early spring, when you see those really light colored tips growing on the spruce spruce trees, uh, the pine trees do it too, Mm -hmm. right? But you can see the new part. So when that's still fairly young, you just go out and cut those off. And, uh, I get, I don't know, like, like I get probably enough to fill a couple like gallon size Ziplocs. And then I make a five and a half gallon batch with that. Um, I'll put the, I'll put, uh, spruce tips in the beginning of the boil, in the middle of the boil. And then I throw some in at the end. Uh, and, um. So the one that I made with you guys, the one that I personally didn't like so much, but everybody else loves, <laughs> right. uh, uh, I didn't really use very many hops because I, I didn't know what to expect and I didn't want to put too many hops in there and like, you know, it would like mask the flavor of the spruce tips. Mm-hmm. So, but now I know, now that I know like how potent they are, then, you know, this next time around I can add more hops and i think i think if i had more hop bittering to kind of uh buffer that uh spruce tip flavor that i would enjoy it much more Uh. but that was the first time i'd ever used them um like i'm sure this beer from rogue man these guys probably have it fucking dialed in you know it's probably fucking delicious i'm sure i'm I'm sure they have I, i i I don't remember a hundred percent. It's been a while since I've been there, but I swore there was like a room, like a little R and D room 
and you you know those guys got to be like testing shit out like hardcore. And, like mad oh. scientists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like a football <laughs> Willy Wonka testing room. It's yeah, yeah, dude. dude, I'd uh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall there. And uh, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, taking another shot at it uh, this spring, uh, making another round of spruce tip beer. All right, sounds good. So oh. believe it or not, that is the end of another episode of Second Player Speaks. Oh. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <sure> okay. You- <laughs> Be sure to listen to uh, Cheer Up Dusty, watch uh, Blood Into Wine on Amazon Prime, and drink some Yellow Snow Pilsner, Spruce Tip Pilsner from Rogue. Uh, yeah. We are Second Player Score. We are a band. We make music and comics and novels and this podcast and beer and all kinds of cool shit. So uh, you can get the whole scoop on what we do at the, our website at secondplayerscore.com. Um to all the people who have been listening and supporting our new EP that just came out last Thursday, 4D, the winter suite. Thank you very much. Um, you can hear it on Spotify and wherever there is music. So uh, anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast and we will see you next week. Later. See ya. You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score.